Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A warm welcome to Powered4.tv Big Fight Weekly, episode 40, with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, Chris Hume. Quite the quick turnaround, Chris, from 39 to 40. We were only on on Friday for that. Yeah, that was a bit my fault, though, wasn't it? Because um, obviously working longer um, with the buses, but the buses are back, aren't they? So we're back to normal now, mate. Um, and the, and milestone, though, by the way. Absolutely, episodes. Yeah. yeah, you had the good grace of correcting me there. It is the 40th episode, and uh, yeah... That's uh, quite quite the quite the milestone considering where we were in February to where we are now, mate. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Are we going straight into the boxing then, Chris? We can do, we can do. And in my poor wisdom, I didn't do a preview for this last week, Chris, but we're going to review the fight. And uh, quite, quite sad, actually, Chris. Terence Crawford overcame him. You know, he KO'd him in the 10th. But Showtime... Mm-hmm. Showtime Sean Porter, Chris, a fantastic fighter. I think he could be Hall of Fame worthy in years to come as well. And I was looking through um, a list of fighters um, over the years that that Sean Porter's fought. And, you know, Terence Crawford this weekend, Errol Spence Jr., who was still waiting for Crawford to fight. You know, we want that super fight, don't we, Chris? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Your Dennis Ugas, you know, who beat Pacquiao as well. He conquered Pacquiao recently. Danny Garcia, Keith Furman, Adrian Granadas, Andre Berto, Adrian Broner, our very own Kel Brook, who won the world title off him. He had to go to he had to go to California as well did Kel Brook. And uh, Devin Alexander on that list. There's also Paulie Malinarchi. He fought the who's who did Sean Porter. I think that's testament to him. You know, seven and three in his last ten. But look at all the title fights he's been in. And some really big names as well. Um, listen, I was impressed with Sean Porter uh, in this fight, Stuart. And, um, he, he took it to Terence Crawford in the first couple of rounds, and he was controlling that. You know, I wouldn't say he was massively in the lead, but he was testing uh, Terence Crawford in the first two rounds, really, really giving him, pushing him. And I got to say as well, though, the pace of these two, and I've never watched these two before, Stuart. So this is the first time me sort of introduced myself to you know Porter and, and, and Crawford as boxers and watching them. My God, mate, they're fast. They move fast. And, um, oh, absolutely. I was really impressed, like, with everything that they put out. Um, you know, Porter, as you say, he's retired now, but he went out on a shield in that fight. Um, the plan was win, lose, or draw. He was retiring. It didn't matter about that result the other night. I think, you know, he realised... when you Look look through who he's for. It was just Crawford to fight in that division. And, uh, you know, um, he did, as you said, he did he did very well in the early rounds. You know, Crawford had switched to Southpaw to try mm-hmm. and, you know, 
stop uh, Port from doing anything. I think initially, but Port was good. Port was good early on, as, as you said. He, he was. He, he did well. He did well. But then I think as Crawford settled in, I think from round six onwards, you could he see worked the him tide. Out then, yeah. You could yeah. see the tide turning. You could see the tide turning. His class did shine through. He's one of the pound for pound best, Chris. You know that. That's and, and no question. I'm seeing people yeah, putting him. Saying. Why is he? Why is he being put above Canelo though? This is not the official rankings. This is people okay. saying. Crawford's at the tippy top. I don't agree with that. Crawford's Crawford's not gone through the weights like Canelo, Chris. Well, not well, not yet. Um, listen, I I don't think I agree with Crawford being ahead of Canelo just because plainly simple what Canelo has done in boxing, you know, in in the last decade. Um, but I was really impressed with Crawford's head movement. Once he figured out Porter and I managed to evade. Uh, the, the jabs and the hooks that were coming in—they were coming really thick and fast by Porter as well. He, he was evading them with his, his head movement, like I say, was excellent. He was getting out of the way, but he, when he was countering Porter his, in the later rounds, as you say, he was catching Porter quite stone cold, with, right on the chin, right on the temple, and obviously the inevitable happens when he dropped him the first time. And you saw Porter was really, really frustrated. And I think that's where it turned to tide a bit more is I think Porter was sat frustrated at being dropped the first time. I think his game plan went out the window and it turned more into like a madman then, didn't he? And just literally just threw everything by the kitchen sink at Crawford. And Crawford being, you know, one of the best in the world, he took it, sat back, he, he dipped and he moved. He used that really good footwork, footwork as well as his head head work. And um, he, he catches Porter again and he drops Porter for the second time. He put a punch in the, the canvas, you know, really aggressively. But obviously, that, that's all she wrote. But um, you can't be doing that, can you, really? And I, I, I know it's his last fight. And I think, you know, he, he wanted to put on a show and he wanted to win that title, you know, and to beat Crawford, which would have been an amazing feat. But if you're getting frustrated and, and you're going in, in like a madman against one of the best in the world in Crawford, the inevitable is going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you what, Chris, after nine rounds of scorecards I had seen, obviously that was the 10th when the KO came, uh, two two of them, two of the judges had 86-85 after nine, but then mm-hmm. uh, there was an 87-84, and I think that was more true to, to what was going on and how the fight was panning out in my mind, but two of the judges had it relatively close, maybe looking at what he did in the earlier rounds. Yeah, you know, which which saw it as close as that, but uh, yeah, what a what a career, Chris, for Sean Porter, and then for Crawford. Now, just get us get us this super fight, get Spence Junior, get it signed. Otherwise, it's going to be too late. It's going to be dragging on, dragging on and on. But yeah, should we roll to the VT, Chris? Yeah, with, with Showtime, Sean Porter. Just give me a second. Let's just no scroll problem. down. No problem. Quick uh, click right. here for you, the viewers and the listeners. Hi everyone, and you know, look, I mean, the, the, the heartbreak and see you pounding that canvas at the end of the fight. Um, there was a lot of anguish there. Do you, I mean, you, you've done everything. Do you think you'll be back, or could this be it for you, or what are the reasons to continue your career having fought everyone like you have? Yeah, you know what? Um, it's a great question. And uh, I, I kind of expected that question because of fighting everyone. Um, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to retire. I was prepared to announce my retirement tonight. Uh, when was a draw? Even if it was a draw, uh, we had to, they, they were telling us we were going to have to do it again. I was not going to do it again. Uh, I am. I'm announcing my, my retirement right now. Uh, 
That's uh, amazing incredible. respect. Amazing respect given to Sean Porter there. You know, by well, everybody. Well away. Well away has been, you know, it's still one of the best divisions across boxing. You know, let, let's not forget we had Pacquiao in there. Mayweather, Mayweather was in there, you know, it was like a transitional period, wasn't there? Obviously, with Mayweather stepping down, and they've all stepped up. Um, it's been solid, it's been solid for years, you know. Uh, but they've got to get Errol Spence and Crawford signed, Chris. It's that injury, though, to Errol Spence, yeah, isn't it? I know, it's, it's a I know. Big one, isn't it? it's, it's just the longer it goes on, I, I start panicking, or, you know, he'll fight somebody else, and then it's just like, come on. But yeah. You know, and, and also, I think he, he had a car crash as well, Errol Spence, a couple of years ago. There was something that went on. You know, it's just kind of scuppered it. But, uh, yeah, Chris, I think just closing out, fantastic uh, show of respect, as you said, at the press conference there. And also, uh, Sean Porter's dad, Kenny, in his corner, you know, his trainer, he threw the mm-hmm. towel in. He knew enough was enough. You know, he's like, you're not going you're not going back out there. Uh, you know, father, father and son, you've seen it many times yeah, you know, yeah, over, yeah. The, over the years. You know, his dad knows better than anyone, doesn't he, about his son, you know, in the fighting aspect and in the personal aspect. So, yeah, all the best to Sean Porter in the future. See what he does in boxing after, you know, post-fighting. Absolutely. And moving on, Chris, Demetrius Andrade. Andrade, Andrade, say either way. Andrade. Yeah, versus Jason Quigley. And uh, it went how we thought, Chris, but I didn't think it was going to end as quickly as it did. He was put down three times total. He did graze him as well before. that. It could have been four. It wasn't four official knockdowns. Uh, he did go down a little bit. But yeah, a big statement of intent from Andrade after, you know, a lot of people said he's not a KO expert at any stretch, but he, he looked good. He looked good. And uh, I think we, we knew Jason Quigley would be out of his depth pre-fight, didn't we, with this, you know, judging... Yeah. On, on his ranking, there was a big gulf, wasn't there, in that fight? Yeah, between both of them and talent, my friend. Um, and this is no uh, disrespect for Jason Quigley, but uh, Dimitris Andrade, on, on, on how you ever want to pronounce it, um, too good. Um, Liam Will- Williams looked really, you know, was compact against him, but obviously Dimitris is still too good for Le- Liam Williams. But, you know, he managed to stay, you know, all the way through the fight. But uh, you saw the golfing class between uh, Andrade and Quigley, um, you know, and he's one of them where you get given these sort of people because you have to sort of fight, face the next person in, in line or whoever's there ready for you. And it's it, it this makes it look look a bit too easy for him, you know, who, who he's coming up against at the moment. Have you got anyone in mind where you could give him more of a sterner test? Well, he's still calling out Canelo, Chris. He wants the money. He, he, you know, he's got, he wants him. He wants him, but there's no way. And El Canelo's coming down to fight him. But yeah, uh, that was all he was saying. Uh, you know, pre uh, post fight, should I say? He's I want. I, I still want Canelo. But you know, Canelo. Canelo wants to reign supreme at cruiser. So I can't see it. I just can't see it happening. But you know, maybe maybe we are looking to someone like a Chris Eubank Jr. Maybe somewhere down the line. But obviously, he's got Liam Williams coming up. Yeah, a, lot yeah. of pe- a lot of people are going for Liam Williams, you know, in that one. It's a tough fight for uh, Eubank uh, Jr., that one. That's, that's, uh, that's it. You know, you've got Golovkin, you know, Golovkin, Golovkin's around as well. There are, there are fights, there are fights, but uh, yeah, he needed, he needed a statement victory because people have been slating him, saying he can't, you know, there's no KO can't. power. Right, and, okay. And trade, there was a lot of that going on beforehand, but I think, you know, you could just tell, you could just tell a mile off. It's not Jason Quigley's fault. That was the fight that got set up. He, he oh, no, is, of course. 
he's not going to turn it down, is he? He is tenth in the rankings. You know, it was it, it was in uh, New England. It was in the Boston area. There was a lot of mm. Irish there, which was great for him. And you know, he can't he can't turn it down. He can't turn down a fight of that caliber, no. of that magnitude. Of course, he can't, you, no. You, you you know. You'd be stupid. You'd be stupid not to. Just uh, the barrage of punches, you know, closing out. It just you know for the for the KO, Chris. It was just like there was just nothing coming back. Was there? Well, you know, I, you know what I mean you say you say about uh, Andrade um, not having knockout pay, knockout power, and people were saying he's not got knockout power. Look, I, I've only watched him uh, twice now, and this would be Liam Wilson, uh, Liam Williams, and Jason Quigley. I wouldn't necessarily say it, there was power in those shots per se. It was just more of a Quigley wasn't really well putting his gloves up. Was he? He was in awkward spots, and he was he was taking his punches, and he was getting caught clean. Um, like I say, I. I need to see uh, Demetrius Andrade face someone who's going to test him. I've just had a look now through the uh, through the list of rankings because I'm doing I'm doing it in injustice, saying oh you know Canelo he wants Canelo. Yeah, you know I've I have said about Gennady Golovkin, he, he's mm-hmm. IBF, he's IBF. No, it's not unified the division. It's not unified. Jamal Jamal Charlo, you know one of the twins, obviously both are champions. Jamal mm-hmm. Charlo, WBC. We've spoken about him. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah. Sergei Deveradenko as well. He hasn't got a title at the moment, but he's fourth as a whole with middleweight. He's fourth, um, and then Ryo, Ryoto Murata from Japan as well. Uh, so there are people for him within middleweight, you know, to take on that he hasn't fought yet. You know, right. Let's not let's not do a disservice to the other guys at middleweight. You know, uh, Jamal Charlo would be a stern test. There's no question. Mm. Golovkin, you know, it's it's gone a bit quiet with Golovkin, but there's fights to be made at middleweight, Chris. What? And everyone's always after that money fight, though, aren't they? Let's be honest. Everyone's always after that money fight. You know what I mean? It's it's what happened to the sports fight fight in the the next best person to you. It's now I want to fight the guy that's going up to cruiserweight. When he when he was in and around middleweight, Canelo, it should have been made. You know, maybe a year or two ago. I know COVID and stuff. It's delayed stuff. Mm. But yeah, the, the time there was a time to do it. But he is the cash cow. I think that's you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think who the biggest draws in boxing are. He he's at the tippy top, isn't he? Then 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 you're looking then you're looking at Fury, aren't you? I would say, you know. Yeah, Fury, Crawford, Errol Spence. Money wise, money wise, but yeah, a fantastic performance. Let's not take anything away from Demetrius Andre Chris. Uh, he proved no. the doubt is wrong. He's shown he has got power. You know, he's not just touching and grazing. And uh, we look forward to see what happens in the coming months. I'm sure matches will get set. And uh, we're moving on to a fight preview, Chris. We've wanted to cover this for months and months and months. It's been cancelled. There's been issues. There's been COVID multiple times, as it says in the headlines there. But we will get Tiafimo Lopez, who dethroned the great former pound-for-pound great Vasily Lomachenko, upset the odds, Chris, last Mm -hmm. October to get all the gold, to get all the gold. But he will have a tough test against the Aussie George Cambosis Jr. And uh, the zone have picked it up. And Eddie Hearn matchroom, which was announced last month, because it was meant to be with another promotion. And uh, Eddie has come in and and got it. And it's at the Hulu Theatre MSG, the smaller venue. But uh, it will be an absolute firecracker of a fight, Chris. I'm not looking past Lopez in this one. I know both men are undefeated, but I think Tiafimo Lopez, he's got all that momentum after beating Lomachenko, which he wasn't expected to do, Chris. Uh, set me right now. So is, has Lopez not fought since beating Lomachenko? Last October, Chris. Last October so, when he when so, he won the gold. Because this fight was meant to be months and months ago. Yeah. And that's a... So obviously, basically, they, these two haven't fought in the last twelve months. Then 
Really? Cambosis Jr. fought Lee Selby, and I'm thinking it was earlier. It was earlier this year uh, because Lee, Lee Selby would have been in the reckoning if he'd have won. You know, our fellow mm-hmm. Welshman. Uh, he would have been in for a title shot as well. You know, uh, it's Lee Selby's one of the slickest boxers in the world for me. Like, you know, but mm-hmm. Cambosis Jr. did did beat him. It was a split decision. Might I add on that one though, Chris? It was very tight. Interesting, isn't it? Because obviously we've covered this. I don't know. It must have been about three. Well, it feels like it's been about three times about now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has two or three, mate. Um, we've, covered, we've covered it. We were pre-fighting. We were hoping we'd be in the post-fight one week. Then it was called off. Yeah. So it has been, mate. So when is when's the actual date for this fight now being given? This this is this weekend, mate. Oh, this, this is this weekend. Yeah, right. it is on. It is on. It is on, mate. It is on. Well, fingers crossed. We don't get. Well, we don't I get hope the next week and it's not. Let, let's term it third time lucky. Third time's a charm, oh, Chris. Yeah. That's that's yeah. A hat trick of uh, hopefuls. Um, listen, I, I I've seen Lopez more than I've seen uh, George, so um, I have to go off to the guy who beat Lomachenko, which is no easy feat in its own. No. Um, yeah, I, I I have to go for Lopez in it because he just looked really really good against Lomachenko, and it could be in the case that Lomachenko was just poor on that night. Um, I haven't seen anything on uh, Cambosio Jr. I should have probably made a, did a bit more research on it today. But uh, yeah, Lopez for me, Stuart. I just think he, he's got the tools. And I think uh, him and Lomachenko need to sort of lock up again, don't they? For a rematch, at oh, least. Without, without question, Chris. I think, you know, in terms, of, in terms of the rankings for these guys as well, it's just the, the only other people, Devin Haney will be fighting on the 11th. As well, Chris. Hmm. So, so there's him waiting in the wings. Lomachenko has got a fight. He's still getting himself ready. Lomachenko has four, you know, after after Lopez as well. This will be his second fight since Lopez. So there's guys, there's guys in and around waiting. You know, there's some real tests. There's some real tests uh, to come. And I think you've got to, we've got to be looking to Devin Haney and uh, Lomachenko in in some way, shape, or form. Either they fight each other or Lopez. Or Cambosis Jr. if he can get past it. And here we are, Brett Thomas. Hi, Stu and Chris. Just was about to get go get my McDonald's, but I'm going to wait now. Oh, you guys are live. Right, perfect, mate. How are you, mate? You're not dehydrated still, are you? What are you getting for Mackey's, mate? Yeah, there you go. Just, that's, that, you know. that's, that's, a better, that's a better question. That's a pertinent question for you there, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still doing the, the, big, the double Big Mac? Is that still on? I'm not too sure. I, listen, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big king guy. I, you know, what I mean, Mackey's is get lost for me though. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll he, on, you know. heels rules. You were trying to work out when we were doing the show. Obviously, we've had a bit of uh, jiggery pokery with Friday last week for 39. As we say normally, heels rules. It will be Monday to Tuesday as I reply to you. Good to good to see you. N- nice comment there, evening all. Thank you very much. Heels rules. Nice good to see you, mate. You. Good to have you on board the bus. And here he is, Mr. John Scott, one half of the Powered4.tv head honchos evening chaps. Hello, John. Hello, Hope you're John. Well. Hope you're well. No busy. You've been busy with the wrestling the past the past few weeks, WWE and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, good to have you on board. The boss man there, one of the boss men. And a good win for Tottenham yesterday, John, as well. It must well, be said. Listen, the more, the, the, we don't need to speak about football today. <laughs> All I'm going to say is a better second half than first half from Tottenham, but Conte is a quality manager, so there we go. Chris? Yeah, Rafa's not. N- yeah, you're not happy. You've not been happy with Rafa, to be fair. You're no. But yes, moving on. UFC Fight Night Vegas 42, Chris. It's results time. It's results time. And Chris, 
you felt a bit bad, I think, about your predictions. And then you, yeah. you've, all, you've also said to me off camera, it just did not deliver as a card. It was poor, wasn't it? In, in um, truth. Yeah, but listen, we, I, you actually said off camera as well, you said about us being spoilt for fights and finishes and, and submissions and just generally decent fights throughout the three or five rounds we've got with the fighters we've been watching. Um, this card, no, it did not deliver for me. I think it was just a lot of pity patty for it. Uh, what didn't really enjoy most of the fights in it. Uh, the only fight I did enjoy, I'm, we're going to cover uh, in the next couple of minutes. Um, so I'll talk about it when we get to it. But um, yeah, this fight was, you know I mean, well, you caught me watching it when, before we went live. Um, this was probably the most, out of all the fights, bar Davy Grant and Yanez, the mo- I say the most interesting fight. And that's saying a lot because a lot didn't really much go on in this fight. Um, Missy Tate, I think, probably won maybe one or two rounds in this whole whole of the five rounds. Mm. Uh, I thought I the stand up the stand up between the pair of them was awful to watch. But Catelyn uh, Vera just had uh, Vera, sorry, just had a bit more on, on the stand up than uh, Missy Tate did. She did get her down in the first round, but didn't really utilize that. Um, yeah. It went, I, I thought Misha Tate might have won this. I thought, you know, she had all that momentum of coming mm. back. But, it, yeah, it, I just was not really Did much interested think, in this at all. I, I put down in my notes, Chris, like round three, I felt I felt Vieira was a bit more accurate in round three with the striking. I know it wasn't, you know, the best in the striking terms. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say it was very close, I, I would say. I would say. Mm. Uh, but, again, again, this, where's, where, who... How has one judge got 49-46? They're loving this 49-46 to the close, when it's close-knit. And 48-47, 48-47, I can agree with. Maybe you could have had it the other way for Tate. Um, What is it with this? What is it with this 49-46, Chris? How can you have it so wide? Vegas judging, isn't it, though? Um, They're just a bit all over the shop at the moment. What the last half you say is three weeks on the trot now. We've had... uh, some really odd judging scoring. Um, it, I, I mean, this was, fight was close, but I, I think if you, you know, what I mean, you sit there and watch it, you you see that Vieira sort of pulled away, you know, rounds three, four, and five. Uh, Misha Tate had moments, but they weren't dramatic moments, and they weren't moments that were going to change the fight. Like I said, the stand-up was it was hard to watch, mm. considering what you watched in a, in the opening of the main event. Just. Um... In terms of Misha Tate, is she is she going to just be out of? Is she not up to it anymore? Do you think, or am I wrong in saying that? Do you think she's still got fights in her? It was a lengthy time out of the of the, of the biz for her. I'm just trying to look at different ways of. Uh, does it does it make a difference her being away, or do you think it's just moved on significantly? Women's MMA. Mm, it's it's hard to say because uh, women's MMA is still a bit of an influx, isn't it? Because we. We've still got like you know like Amanda Nunes and Shevchenko, uh, you know. Let's forget about Rose Namajunas because she's still got people she can actually have some of the challenger. You know, uh, really Zhang could come back and challenge her. You've got you know a Sparza that can challenge Rose Nam- Rose Namajunas. But when you look at Amanda Nunes in both of her divisions, and one of them, don't forget, hasn't even got a ranking system, or most fighters aren't even in it. And then you know you've got her there, and then you've got Shevchenko below her. There isn't really many fighters you can actually pinpoint that you feel that can actually dethrone them. Um, I made the point about Misha Tate saying she had to be a sniper. 
to beat Nunes. And I said about being her being invisible, you know, she'd have to be invisible mm. to beat Nunes. I think she's probably best staying invisible at this very point in time. I think for Miss Tate is it it pushes me to think I think she's going more gatekeeper. I think if you can get past Miss Tate um on your way to fighting Nunes, I think then you've got something. Because she's a good gatekeeper. She's been in there with some of the best fight uh, ladies fighters, you know, in the world. Past, so past credentials, you know, the girl was champion. She fought. She fought all. She fought everyone. There's no question. But yeah, I, can, I think you determine her a gatekeeper. That's perfectly put. I think. I think. I think. It, yeah, I mean, that's not being harsh to her. I just think. No, that, that, no, not at all. Is, yeah, I think yeah. that. I, I can see that. That's how it's going to work. If she's to stick around, she might have one or more, one or two more fights and call it a day again. You just don't know. I wouldn't answer the other question is I don't think uh, it's a case of uh, late women's MMA is evolved. I, I still think we're still trying to find the next big thing. And you know, we have got Victor who are turning out great ladies fighters, um, which you can watch out on Fight Pass. And there's some really good fighters there. We're just waiting for that one big bang. You know, your, your next sort of lady, Conor McGregor, your, your next sort of John Jones as a, a lady or someone, you know, sort someone of will come set, through. You know, Someone will come through. We know what it's like in combat sports. Someone will just come oh, out yeah. and know. Someone will come out of nowhere and just become. And we we want that, Chris. It's got it. It uh, that freshness because there's a stronghold. All right, take Rose out of the equation because you know the belts have moved around a little bit. But you, when you're looking at a Shevchenko and, and a Nunes, it, it's hard to it's hard to see them getting dethroned, isn't it? No, because yeah, in, you, in their in their right. respective in their respective divisions, I know we've said about Nunes and Shevchenko having another tear up. Oh, I want to see that, yeah, but then who, yeah. who, whoever wins that, everybody else still loses because they're still champions of their divisions, and yeah. we still have to get past them. Yeah, you got, um, you got, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an interesting look. look I, I, I love watching the ladies fight. I, I've been really enjoying them in boxing, um, but you know, as well as in MMA, they, they always bring it. This fight didn't bring it all for me. I, I was like the whole card. I say was quite piss poor. Um, but it is one of them. We, we've been spoiled the last couple of months, and we've had some really good fights. Every call, I think it was, a, it was just one of them times where it had to happen where, you know, this used to happen years ago, didn't it? You know, quite all too often, the cards were a bit lackluster. I think mm-hmm. we have been, we've been spoiled, Chris. We've been spoiled. Yeah, I, there's, I no, agree. there's no two ways about it. Here we are, Mr. John Scott, Powered 4. It was at the end, LOL, but I was worried all first half. Yeah, Leeds, Leeds had a lot of the ball. They had a lot of pressure in that first half. Dan James had a good game again as well. He was good for Wales last week. In the, uh, in, in the qualifier, Leeds have done a good bit of business getting him away from United. Brett Thomas, I'm going to I'm going wrap of the day meal with orange Fanta and a cheeseburger. Keep hydrated, Brett. I'd have a little bottle of water as well. Remember, you've got to keep your hydration up after last week, after your yeah, little you scare do, mate. at the doctor's, mate. But yeah, I'm glad you're getting your McDonald's fix. So John Fury said, John Fury said that Logan Paul could be a potential next opponent for Tommy Fury after his December bout against Jake Paul and take out both Pauls. Chris, he hasn't finished. All like, oh, right, okay. It's quite a long-winded one from Mr. Thomas here. He doesn't know who who he's dealing with. Logan is heart of a line, going the distance with Floyd. I'm telling you now, Tommy would have gone the distance with the best. Jake is going to knock him down. Chris, is there any more? Is he giving us any more? Um, yeah, he has. But we uh, Dan Terra Sports has jumped in. For right, us. okay. Let's have Dan Terra Sports uh, retort. Sorry, Brett, but I'm with John Fury. Right, Dan's thinking along the same lines as me. I'm Camp Dan here. I can see Tommy being the Paul collector and take both out and end this YouTube boxing stuff. The more and more I read about it, though, people are worried because they're saying about 
Jake Paul's style and it, and what what he can do and his footwork and everything. You know, considering you know he's meant to be the pro boxer, but I'm still going to get up and watch it live, Chris. Believe it or not, as I said on Friday, um, listen, a lot of people are getting turned by it. They're like, I've uh, got to see it because I think they think Fury's going to get schooled, don't they? Listen, I've said this from the get go. I, I haven't changed my mind, and it's not like I, I'm a big fan of Jake Paul because I'm fucking not a big fan of Jake Paul. <laughs> Let, let's just put it there. Um, but I'm not stupid in a way. I see things how it works. Uh, and I said to you from the get-go, it was pressure with Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul and the pressure that Tyson and John's putting on him. And then you've got to fight in front of thousands and thousands of people that he, has, he isn't really used to. Then you've got Jake Paul's antics. Then you've got Logan Paul's antics on top of that. you know. And then you've got the cases, uh, you'll get retired if you don't beat Jake Paul. You've got to change your name if you don't beat Jake Paul. It's a lot of pressure for someone who's green as hell when it comes to boxing, Stuart. Just on John Fury... Interview I'd seen, it was from last week. He was out, you know, he had the campfire going. I don't know if you've seen it. He had yeah, his yeah. Land, he had his Land Rovers aside. A good, good video that, about 25 minutes in length. Yeah. So he's going, yeah. he's going, he's going through everything. He's saying about the bone spurs that uh, Tyson Fury had yeah. before the fight. He is, is it bone spurs were bad, weren't they? And his, uh, his elbows, wasn't it, I think, if you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, he did say, yeah. Really good, really good interview through BT Sport, that is, if you get a chance to watch it, guys, absolutely. Chris, are we going to move on to Michael Chiesa and Sean Brady? No, we're not. There's something else. Jake Paul will knock him down and send Tommy to go do Strictly or I'm a Celeb. Listen, <laughs> Brett, we don't need any more do- Dossers and I'm a Celeb than we've already got this year, mate. <laughs> I do like the David Ginola's in it, though. I, I've had water bottles with me daily now. Good lad. No, no, good to hear, mate. Glad you're on the mend, anyway. He's fast on the bag. Hmm. Well, listen, um, I'm going to repeat myself again, aren't I? But we'll speak about this more closer to December the 18th. Absolutely. There's loads of there's loads of stuff coming up next month. Some big, big fights, which oh, yeah. we'll talk, talk about towards the end. And I think if we've got time, Sean Brady shocks Michael Chiesa. Chris, um, I just he I, he took he took it out of Chiesa's playbook, mate. Possibly he, when you look at that, Stuart. But what did he do when he had Michael Chiesa on the ground? Not, not not a great not a great deal. But I think you know that was Chiesa's wheelhouse that for so many years. I know he's adapted. I know he's changed it. But five to one on takedowns, I took away from this, Chris. But as you say, what did he do with it? Was he controlling it? I, I, yeah, he had his back control. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But how can you score a fight when he's not really doing any damage no, when he's no. got no, Michael Case in a back control? I can see. Yeah, I, I take your point. It's yeah. I, 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 felt, I felt Michael Case did more damage to Sean Brady in that fight than Sean Brady did to Michael Chiesa. Now, I'm not going to say it's a robbery. I'm not saying that, you know, no, this was no. scored wrong. This is, a, this is another one, like the next fight we're going to cover, where the, the judges can go either way with it. 
But Michael Casey frustrated me because he took uh, Sean Brady down the last round and, you know, he got his back. And I think if that went any bit longer, I think he probably would have finished Sean Brady because I think Sean Brady was knackered by that point and you could he, see get your gas. If that round was any longer, if he, you know, if that surge had have happened a little sooner, Chris, who knows, like, he, might have put, he might have put him away. It was just like 20, 29, 28 across the board, Chris. But as you say, you could have scored it. Chiesa's way, I, uh, yeah, you I, know, I, quite, I so. quite, quite easily, you know. Um, I'd say what you mean, though, working the takedown and doing stuff. It, it, yeah, yeah, I, I do take what you're saying with that, absolutely. The thing is, the events have changed that now. You know, years ago, if you remember rightly, some wrestlers would come in and fight, fight a striker or a kickboxer. They'd take him down, nullify the stand-up, but just lie on him for, you know, 15 minutes and they win the fight. That That's changed. And I felt like Sean Brady did to Michael Chiesa was a bit like that in this fight because he didn't really get much off in the striking. You know, he hit... Kiesa hit Kiesa here and there, but Kiesa's the one that busted his nose up. You know, I mean, Kiesa was hitting him with some really good strikes, not fantastic strikes, but he was, you know, more than what Sean Brady was. But when Sean Brady took him down, he had his back, yeah, okay, he was trying to go for the rear naked choke, he had the body lock in, um, but Michael Kiesa, again, it's not stupid, he's not going to um, get caught like he did against against Vicente Luque, but, you know, that was a wild scramble that, in that fight itself, wasn't it? I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I said to you last week, I'm still not big on Sean Brady, Michael Chiesa, I think if he went for the takedown a bit more himself in this fight, I think he could have won this. It wasn't really an attempt until the last round, the last minute of the round, really. So now Sean Brady's obviously getting right into the you know the top 15 area with this. But I, wanna, wanna... I want to tell you something, actually, before you say, Stuart. Do you know who's called him out? No, but you're going to tell me because I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to try and guess that one because I'll get it wrong. Hazmat Shemaev. Oh, my God. See, now, That's I, I, even... I'm interested. It's only going one way, mate. That one. Well, he, he dismantled, it destroyed uh, Chaka Manus and Stuart in a freestyle wrestling match on the weekend. Who's the bigger guy? Well, he is, obviously. Uh, he's massive. He's massive, mm. isn't he? That's crazy. That's great. Chris, on the flip side of that, back to Michael Chiesa, lost to Luke. You know, not to be, you can't frown upon that, Luke. You've been hot on him. We know what Yeah, Luke he's done really do. well. We know, we know his credentials, so that wasn't bad. This one now, mate, he's, he's now 0 2. Where does he go? Where does he go now, Michael Chiesa? What's a what's a fight you would see being made by by the matchmakers at the UFC for him now? Where does he go from here? Because it is, you know, guy below him. That's yeah, and beating I, him and beating him. It's a bit uh, yeah. murky murky waters for Chiesa because everyone's been saying, you know, prior to the losses, how well he was doing at welterweight, as we said on Friday. I'll tell you what, I didn't like Stuart. I didn't like them having a laugh in the octagon, and Dan, even Daniel Cormier said as well, not a fan of that. You know what I mean? Joking aside, yeah, you can have a laugh. and But when you're in that octagon or, or ring, per se, from boxing, I don't like people having a laugh and having that sort of heart. You know, you just got me down. You're strong. That's what Kiesa said. I'm like, and I'm thinking is, shut the fuck up and try and get out, get out the, you know. <laughs> him, he's got you in the back, mark, so get off it. Not instead of having a laugh. This is, you know what I mean? This is serious. This is your yeah, job. Yeah, there, there was a lot on the line for this one when you think about it. Absolutely, I do like when Kevin Holland when Kevin Holland was getting vocal the other month. He's different, no, you see, though. Because he's, just, I did, I did like that's, that. That's what he's about, yeah. though. Yeah, he is big mouth for nothing. Like, um, I've got more actually more comments coming through, Stuart. Oh, wow, okay, lovely, jubbly. I can't wait. Yeah, we know you can't wait for that, mate. Pete Layton, you've been watching us for a little bit now as well, haven't you, Pete? Yeah, good afternoon to you too, mate. Hope you're well. Hope all's good. This was decent card. Which are we talking boxing that, or UFC? 
I, I, I would hasten to add that it, he, I think he thinks the boxing, unless he saw that card, the UFC card, differently to how we saw I, it. Everyone has an opinion, of course. Yeah. He's allowed. Pete, you're allowed your opinion. That's not, that's not in question. Tommy should be grateful for Jake giving him this payday. It'd be his biggest one in his so. boxing career. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course it is. I, I, yeah, but I also think that's true. It's a true statement. He should be grateful in a way, but, you know, fighters make uh, matches make matches and fighters make fights. And um, this was the only fight that I think Jake Paul could physically get at this very point in time. The pressure's on Tommy. Simple as that. Much, much so, yeah. The pressure is on, and it's how he deals with that pressure on the night. I can't stand the pulls. Yeah, yeah, and Chris... Steve's here as well. <laughs> Steve Mumpman, how's it going, mate? Oh, you're well. I want the end of the pulls, please. Uh, it's pretty much unanimous, aside from Brett, that we want the end of the pulls. The thing Chris, is, right... Chris I, included, I, I... although, you know, Chris will tell you Jake is favourite against Tommy. I, I'm just, I just, I'm clued up on it and, and, and what these guys can do. And he's picking the right fights. Um, and I think this is another one where he's picked it right again. Because I think he's, I think, think of like Tin Henman uh, in Wimbledon. When Tin Henman used to get to Wimbledon, he used to shatter, didn't he? He, he shit his pants in the he, final, didn't he? He did, though. He did, he, he, had, did, he, did he, he did croak it in the finals. It was good for a semi. I mean, in semi-final well, two, it's not a semi in his pants, like, but there we go. That's a story <laughs> for another day. But then, I hope you not. know, I um, think like, you know, Andy Murray, not to make this about tennis, because it was just an analogy, but Andy yes. Murray went on and, you know, saw the blueprint of Tim Henman and how not to flounder in a, in a semi-final or a final. No, he, just, he just flounders now instead, Stuart. Um, but what, Murray. what I'm trying to... Yeah, when's well, the last, when, when did he last win? He's been out injured. He's had injuries. He's been bogged by injuries, hasn't he? And he's so, a moody, he's very moody Scotchman as well, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, sorry, yeah. Tin Henman would get there, wouldn't he? But yeah, I'm just trying to sort of make the analogy here. But he he shatter with the pressure, and I feel like this is Tommy Fury's. What's well, happened with Tommy Fury? I've now I've watched um, some videos of him training at Sugar Hill, so you know at least he's getting some good training in there with proper with proper boxers, you know, pushing him. But I I just think he's he's gonna he's gonna fall and and he's gonna. It's not going to be the case of Jake Paul's the better boxer. I think it's just going to be too much pressure for the young lad. Where Jake Paul's lived in that pressure. I'm not saying that Tommy, uh, Tommy hasn't because of Tyson, but when it's you and out of the gun, it's not Tyson. You're feeling that pressure more so than you know watching your brother go up against Dante Wilder and you know going going for all the sort of hell he's been through. I just think that the, the Paul brothers can do things that can wind people up, and I think that's what's going to catch him. Mentally, yeah, absolutely. Are we moving on, Chris? No, we're not, guys. I watched an old Joe Rogan experience. It had Lo- Len- Lone Lennox Lewis on. He seemed so calm. Was he always like that in his prime? Yeah, he was always calm. Yeah, the only, definitely. The only, the, only, the only time Lennox Lewis lost it was at the presser with Tyson when there was fists flying, fists of fury. Yeah, yeah but he, he, did, he did say he was going to eat his children, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Tyson where Tyson's head was at the time. He's the most chilled man. Going now is Tyson Michael Light up so ha semi in his pants. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, meant to be PG rated this show. Is it? I, I said I said fuck before and I've just said uh, it again. It's not PG. There is there is expletives aplenty on the show. And then remember the other week when I said I shouldn't be swearing and John said we're all right. Mr. Scott said we're all right to swear on the show, so that's fine. I'll do what that's I want and I'll swear when I want. Absolutely. I, I then watched Lewis's fights and he seemed very clinical and like a chess player. Yeah, he was, he was, and he took and he took some losses on the way, you he know. Ray, Razor Ruddock beating him, Hazim Ratman, you know. Uh, a lot mm. of people questioned when he when he fought Klitschko, when he fought Vitali, 
Because uh, yeah, you know, the eye wasn't it? It, it, it was close. It, it, it was yeah. like you know, a lot of people have Vitali winning that, but yeah, he was. Yeah, he but was they, they, you say that, shit, but a lot of people say that about the first uh, Van der Holyfield fight with Lennox Lewis. How close that was. Um, a lot of people say, oh, he took fighters on later in their careers. It was only Tyson. He fought everyone at peak. He fought yeah, Bruno. I, 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 he fought yeah. Bruno at Cardiff. I don't I don't take that at all when I people don't, say I don't he didn't agree. fight people. He fought a lot of prime fighters, did Lewis, and he deserves a lot more credit than he gets sometimes. If McGregor had the bottle, Jake could have knocked him down instead. I would have loved to have seen that. Well, if I'm honest with you, Brett, the, the case that why you don't see Conor McGregor mention no Paul Brothers is, is that he's not interested. Because he could still make money in UFC, he still sells more than any fighter in the UFC. Um, and knocking down Conor McGregor now is not really a big deal, considering Dustin Poirier's done that multiple times now. Are we anyway, moving on Stuart, to the ladies? Tyler Santos, Chris, who was ranked tenth in the division on the weekend. Obviously, you know standings will change against Chris. I didn't realise she's Joanne Wood now, not Joanne Calderwood. She got yeah, married, Chris. Yeah. She got married, Chris, with a, it's a guy who coached her. I was like, have they just abbreviated her surname? You know, to yeah, fit it what... in. Yeah. You, know, the te- you know, the text box. So I did I did a bit of digging, and she's married to uh, Mr. Mr. Wood. So how yeah. funny is that? You go from Calderwood to Wood, Chris. Uh, she's only got rid of the colder than that, hasn't she? Uh, but you know what she needed to get rid of today? Uh, sorry, today in that fight uh, is that right hook of uh, Santos because she laid traps for... Uh, I, I keep, I'm going to say Calderwood because I just know, I know Joanne. That's her. That's how we know her. Eight, eight well, years of being in the UFC. Well, just call her JoJo, and it's easier that way. Yeah, how yeah, I abbreviated okay. it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. She, did, she was just getting caught. Um, I was quite frustrated with her because she, there was no head movement. I don't know when you watched that fight today. Her head movement was frustrating because she kept it on the on the, on the single line, mm. you know, straight where that right hook was coming, and there was no movement with that head. And she was getting caught and getting caught. And I was when I was watching this on the Sunday, Stuart, and I was like, she's going to get dropped in a minute. And yeah, lo and behold, she got dropped. She got back up, which is, you know, great. Think, right, now work yourself out. Try and, you know, get that footwork move, moving, get that headwork moving, and try, try and sort of sting her with a couple of shots, but keep moving around and circling the cage. She did not do that, Stuart. She stayed on the center line and got caught again, dropped. And, and then obviously Santos took her back, got the re-naked choke, and finished the fight um fantastic win for uh santos um that's a you know a big name for her now that she's now chalked off um unfortunately Absolutely. for her shevchenko's in that division stuart but oh well that's just I'm, I'm not being funny mate no one's no one's gonna topple topple uh, not even this santos mate i can't see do you know what as well chris this one had the widest odds in american in vegas odds she was minus 370 favorite santos considering she's 10th and mm-hmm. then a plus two ninety, Joanne Calderwood, Joanne Wood. So this one had the widest odds for Santos. She was heavy, heavy favourite in this one. And the um, only finish on this card, Stuart. The only finish un- on this card. Unrelenting with that choke. You know when she got her to the ground. You know, Joanne was trying to you know get away, wasn't she? But you could She's just dazed. tell. That yeah. It's just like like a snake on the ground there. There was just no way she was letting go. And uh, yeah, fantastic win for Santos. Uh, we have to wonder where JoJo's going to go from here, Chris. Well, that's, that, that is a big question. I can't tell you, Stuart, because I don't know. Is it a mental game with her? Um, okay, and I said to you last week, she's been very unlucky with certain fights. And, I, you know, I mean, she was very lucky that she didn't get that fight with Shevchenko. It was booked, but Shevchenko got injured, didn't she? And then, obviously, she just got pushed down the pecking order 
Um, she lost to Lauren Murphy, which I think I said to you last week. She won that fight personally. But again, when you leave it to the judges, you're, you're, I mean, you're surrendering, surrendering your hand then, aren't you? Um, but in this fight, she just, I don't know. Like I said, the head movement wasn't there and she was getting mm-hmm. caught. And I don't know if it was a mental she, game in this. She's a good, she's a good, she's good on her feet as well. Yeah, I've but always been it, impressed, but you can't, nothing knock, to... you can't knock Santos for the caliber. No, power. There was power. power yeah, that. like, a great victory for her. That really will move her well up the rankings, you know, mm. dethroning the fifth place where, where she goes in the rankings. We'll, we'll soon find out. And Chris, oh, sorry. It's Brett again. Right, Brett, he could make loads like Floyd fight, though. Yeah, but Brett, he wants a, he wants Poirier, doesn't he? And every time you ever hear someone mention the Paul brothers to Conor McGregor, he has one simple word, twerps. Doesn't even mention him by names. He has to call him a YouTuber or he calls him a twerp. And I feel that's more unsettling for Jake Paul because he can't get Conor McGregor to say his name. <laughs> and But that just, that just shows you how much Conor McGregor's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, I don't need you. No. Maybe, maybe we'll see what he's like when he comes back. I think, Stuart, Conor McGregor's meant to be returning in March, April, May-ish times. So we'll see who he gets lined up with there. And then we'll see we'll see what he's like. If Conor McGregor Absolutely. comes back and he gets finished, you might get your Jake Paul, Conor McGregor. We shall see leading into 2022 what happens there. And yes, Chris, we were touting Yanez prior to the fight last week against Darlington's own our fellow UK man, Davy Grant, who's looked really, really good in more recent times in his UFC career, coming back into the promotion. And, you know, he's been fantastic striking. He's found himself in striking. But, yeah, Chris, first thing serious to this, a split. A split. And mm-hmm. one judge one judge had Davy Grant winning all three at 30-27, which I think's ludicrous. Do you? And then, I don't. On, and then Yanez, 29-28, 29-28, which is what I felt. That's I how th- I felt the fight went myself. But you're you're veering towards the thirty twenty seven of Davy Grant. I I don't think that is that bad of a, a judging score. And I know they've been very wide recently, mm. very wide. This fight, I think I got an argument for it because I think Yanez, yes, he hit him with and landed that jab, beautiful jab, because you could see that uh, the, the the boxing of Yanez was was tight and it was perfect. You've got to look at what um, David Grant was hitting him. David Grant was hitting the biggest shots. He was hitting those leg kicks. Mm. He Don't forget, he, he dropped Yanez three times mm. with a leg kick, an inside leg kick and an outside leg kick. And he went down three times within the first round. Um, obviously, I think they, they scored it because he wobbled. David Grant didn't he? And David Grant went all the way back to the fence and then got his sentence back. But I just think that David Grant was beating him to the punch. Okay, he wasn't hitting everyone. You did see, the, again, the art and the skill of Yanez's boxing because he was able to slip. But I think um, uh, David Grant was the aggressor. It, and every time you see Yanez was going... Because I think Yanez was headhunting, to be honest with you, Stuart. And every time Yanez came in and tried to hit him with a one-two, David Grant hit that, uh, the, that front kick right in the stomach and pushed him back every time. Okay, it didn't work every time, but he, that's what he was attempting to do. Um I'm not again. This is not a robbery. This again. This is one of them where it goes to the decision to the judges. Um, you have a win or you lose, don't you? Or you, you can draw, but that's very rare. But, but again, you're leaving it in the judges' hand. I can see why David Grant was frustrated at the end. Stuart. In, in round one, Chris, I felt Yanez was more proficient with his striking than David Grant myself. You yeah, know, yeah. Huge. Hit, 
a huge left. I remember a huge left getting landed. This is first round now, Chris. And a barrage of strikes off the back of that. And then on, on the six strikes, Chris, round one, uh, 27 to Grant, 40 to Yanis. Yeah. And then it was a, it was tighter. Round, round two, it was 34-35 on six strikes. But yeah, um, it's. It, I think it just depends what you were looking at, I suppose. Because like you say, you can make a case for Davy yeah. as you're doing. You know. I think it was significant strikes that uh, Davy had over Yanez. Yanez was obviously placement and everything he hit pretty yeah. much did did land. And a lot of Davy Grant's sh shots were rolling off that shoulder every yeah. time. Obviously, Yanez, the shoulder rolled him. Um, but I just think um, Davy Grant was the aggressor. Davy Grant pushed the pace. Yeah, okay, he got caught. He got his nose bleeding. Uh, ble bled up, sorry. But, you know, sometimes people just bleed easy. And I think David Grant's been in so many bloody wars that, you know what I mean, you flick him in the head, he'd probably bleed now, wouldn't he? You know, so much scar tissue. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not disappointed because I think this was the best fight on the on the whole entire night. Um, these two, I think these two are the only two that got a fight of the night and got the 50k or 60k. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that, you know, David Grant got money for his performance. Um, but yeah, as you see, I didn't think he had a fantastic performance. If he mixed things up and went to the body, showed some leg kicks, you know, and then used that boxing, he'd be a really good fighter. But I don't know about you, but I kept, I kept on watching it when I was watching it, sorry. And it was kept on headhunting. And he didn't mix it up very well, where Davy Grant was mixing it up. That's a fair assumption. I had that Grant in the final round on my notes kept coming forward, powerful. Uh, but I think it was typified both men are hard as hell. <laughs> when you think about the strikes that were coming, you know, from each each guy, uh, hard hard as hell both guys. There's no question of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Is Sonny, Steve and Finn okay? They didn't do the pre-show before. The more, poor man, give me a W any day of the week. Honest beyond reasonable. Hello, nice all say. Same old Brett, LOL. Hope you guys both are okay. We're both okay. Bloody hell. Bloody going live, man. I stumble my words all the time. We are great. I'm great. Chris will tell you he's, he's fantastic, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, Stuart, I'm going to turn my fucking camera around now and see this. I'll tell you what I did on my uh, my weekend. Oh, he's got it. He's got his He's got his tree up. Bloody hell, mate. Jesus. Saying that, I'm surprised. Caris hasn't got ours up yet. The gills were hounding all weekend, and they it's were like, "It's nice, right. though, mate. It's nice. It's nice, that." Uh, and they're like, "Right, okay." Um, I was like, "Right, it's either a tree or you stay up for." I'm a celebrity, of course. I got overruled because it's only me and Jack is the males in this household, and it's three women. So, you know, we did the tree, and then they watched it. Uh, watched I'm a celebrity, like, and yeah. And now we'll probably have to watch Christmas films this weekend, which I'm not ready for. I'm completely honest our, with you, mate. I think our Rebecca put her tree up last week as well, mate. So you're in, uh, you're in the same company, but doing that. But uh, yeah, a fantastic, fantastic um, weekend. I know UFC didn't deliver as such, Chris. You know, but you know, there's some good, good talking points. Good talking points. The boxing, I think, was really, really good. To be fair, also. A fantastic win for Richard Riakpol. He fought again. He hadn't fought for 22 months. He's had two fights right, in a okay. month. He is calling them all out at Cruiserweight now because he's in title contention. So a really good performance from him on the, on the boxer card on Saturday night. I just wanted to make a special mention. Rocky Fielding, former world champion. He's in action on the IFL card in Abu Dhabi as well. Just a quick thing oh, about nice. what's going on with the boxing. So yeah, Rocky... 
Rocky lost to Canelo as well many years ago now. But uh, yeah, he was a world champion, was Rocky. He's got that scouse, scouse heart, but he's a red, Chris. He's a mm, red. Well, I don't there. care then. But there we go. Yeah, just a Off little... Goes. A little, just a quick one there. Chris, anything to add before we go? Oh, obviously, um, there's no UFC this weekend. Um, MMA is having a break, which, you know, well-deserved because they've been going solid for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've got next weekend, we've got Aldo and Font Stewart, which would be really, That'll really be interesting. Tasty. I, I saw that Aldo was calling uh, Khabib out last week as well. Well, about, yeah, there's uh, there's a big argument, Stuart, about GOAT status and... Um, Khabib said that Aldo isn't a goat, which I have to disagree. You know, Aldo went quite a long time without losing until he bumped into a, a young, fresh Conor McGregor and obviously wilted under the pressure of Conor McGregor way before they had a, that fight actually, you know, started. Um, I've got a lot of respect for Jose Aldo. You know what I mean? He fled, he, he flied that flag mm-hmm. for 145 for a very, very long time, Stuart. Not easy um, to do. Not easy to do either. But, but keep. Khabib's been ruffling a lot of feathers on social mm. media, Stuart. Um, I, I don't know getting... if it's him. I don't know if it's him get... on that social network, Stuart. Yeah. I think someone's writing for him. It right, doesn't okay. sound like something he'd say. Do, um, do you think? Do you think something could entice him back in out of, out of this retirement, or do you think that is him done? I know this gets talked about all the time since he called time on his career. Well, with Islam now being very close to a title shot, let's say. In division that he ruled, he's not going to come back to that division no, to no, of course, no, jump no. his mate. And I don't think he wants to go up to 170. And you know, I, I think he's got the frame for 170. Khabib, who wouldn't love to see Khabib versus Kamara Usman? I'd love to see that fight, Stuart. I'd love to see Khabib versus Kobe Covington. Um, there's so many fights I, I would nothing, have wished he could have done. I, nothing. He doesn't. He's got nothing to prove at one fifty-five, Chris. No, he hasn't. No, no. Listen, he's want... the king of everyone there. So well away, absolutely. And we have spoken about that before, haven't we? Talking about, about lightweight. For him. Lightweight, Stuart. After Aldo and Font, we do have Oliveira versus Poirier. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've lost a fight on that card, haven't we? Masvidal and Edwards. Right. Okay. Because Masvidal's right, okay. in. When I say injured. Yeah. Um, the rumours, obviously, he's going to do a fight with Kobe Covington, and I'm more happy with that. That is oh, perfect. That yeah. will get. That will give the Ultimate Fighter platform a, a big boost, won't it, for viewers? Yeah. There's no. That is what it needed. It needed to. Most definitely. You know, but in heads, because it's just too easy. Come easy, go with the coaches. You want that yeah, rivalry? You, no, nicey, nicey. You want horrible. Yeah. You want nastiness. I know it's underpinned by the guys trying to get a contract in the yeah. UFC, but it will be that'll be good narrative, that won't it? If that does come to pass, well, I think that's probably going to happen because obviously Usman. And I said this to you last week. Usman and Edwards are all rumored for March, Stuart. With funny enough, now I don't know if this is true. This is uh, only come up today. Is Volkanovski versus Holloway three is the co-main? So you might, Usman Edwards two, Volkanovski Holloway three is the co-main. If that doesn't get your mouth watering, I don't think you should be watching. Dana, Dana White wanting the buy rates there. Absolutely, absolutely. Chris, where can the listeners and the viewers, more importantly, find you? Right, well, you can find me on Twitter at VanHume86. You can find me on... No, you can find me on Instagram at VanHume86. You can find me on Twitter at VanHume. You can find me and Stuart on the description here. It's rolling around the bottom of your screen. And if you go into the link to the description of our YouTube page, well, sorry, Powered Force YouTube page, you go onto this link, and all our links are in the bottom of the screen. Everything you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple. 
Also, PoweredFull.tv, the on-demand service, obviously, loads of new promotions coming through. Mm. John John and Rich working so hard. $7.99 a month, PoweredFull.tv. Head to the website. Chaptered events as well. It's fantastic. You know, the format, the platform. Yeah, I really, really do encourage it. If you're into your pro wrestling, get signed up. $7.99 is a fantastic price point for what you get. Absolutely. And yes, yeah, I've, been, for the- I've been Stuart Palmer. And we are approaching episode 100. Episode yes, 99 are, yes, with RGT85 is up, though. And uh, I want to say a big thank you to RGT85 because he shared the post with mm-hmm. me not, not asking him to do so. Because a lot of the time you, you ask him to, to post the show, you know, for promotion, and they don't do it. But RGT85 did. He, he, he posted it. So, yeah, doing very well with that episode. And it was good because I am not in touch with modern gaming. Christopher will tell you that. Uh, you know, past, I past, past gaming, past gaming, I will talk the hind legs off a donkey. But yeah, it was nice to hear from him about what's been going on currently with gaming and also intertwining the wrestling. So yeah, 99 is out with RGT85, who's got 400,000 subscribers on his YouTube. Uh, 100, episode 100, is with Brian Solomon, former WWE, WWF magazine writer. And he did the publications as well. He did lots of books, uh, including, I think it was for the magazine. He spoke to Vince. He had a two-hour interview with Vince for the magazine many years ago. So some great stories as well. But yeah, that is what's happening with Shoes Wrestling Podcast. We will see you next week for episode 41 of Powered4.tv, Big Fight Weekly. 41, Stuart. We'd never think you'd say it, would you? No. Right, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in, watching us, as we just said. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.